Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favorite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish dash tech dash news. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. Today I'm talking with Mark Brown. Global Managing Director of Consultant Services at BSI. How are you, Mark? Yeah, great. Thanks, Ryan. Good to have you on the, on the, on the podcast. Now, right now, we, we're going through strange times with this pandemic, and it, and it is increased cloud adoption. How has it changed since the pandemic has begun? Yeah, it's a great question, Ronan, because what we've seen over the past 12 to 15 months is quite a significant change in many organizations' views of cloud computing. At the turn of 2019, 2020, for many sectors, they had embraced the cloud, but they hadn't fully moved over to that environment, whilst other sectors had actually still been quite cloud-averse or cloud-nervous in their views of IT. What we saw, however, from late March, early April 2020 was quite a fundamental shift. As organizations recognized that if they didn't move very quickly to the cloud, would they be able to continue to keep operating and fulfilling their business needs? So we saw almost an overnight transition from cloud aversion and cloud reluctance to rapid cloud adoption. And, and that sustained over the, you know since the past you know 10 12 months to a position now where very few companies have not transitioned their almost their entire environments over to cloud computing yeah well to me it's in our brain because I, I know that 10 years ago for example the cloud wasn't what it is now and people were still getting used to it nowadays everyone's got it because they got a smartphone and it, it's in yeah. their pocket so because of that they're used to it and it's ubiquitous it's all around them now and I'm thinking that I just still don't want to say my companies don't fully adapt to it. Yeah, and, and the problem is that organizations you know, are still finding their, their way around the cloud. That, you know, saying, what do we need it for? What benefits does it give us? And I think this is you know, where organizations, for understandable reasons, have rapidly transitioned to the cloud last year. But it also starts to pose considerations for organizations as they move forward to the average consumer to to you and i we have become very used to working in the cloud you know be it with our smartphones be it with our home computers you know it's become a way of life but has that truly transitioned over to big business i think we're on the we're at the cusp of it now the inflection point the key for organizations is how are they going to control the cloud moving forward? Yeah, because for me, what I'm, people are going to find worried is that when, with the adoption of the cloud, what cybersecurity risks should we be looking out for? Because that's going to be a big issue. Yeah, I, and, and that's what we are actually seeing uh, a lot of our clients start to really focus on as they consider the return to work. 2020 was largely a year of survival, not just from the pandemic perspective, but from a business operations perspective. And very pragmatic business choices were made around cloud computing. And that's somewhat understandable. 
But what we're now seeing is that organizations have recognized that in the rush to create cloud capability, in the rush to ensure the ability to continue to operate from a remote environment rather than a normal business office environment, that they may have foregone some of the traditional considerations around cybersecurity as, as they looked at that rapid adoption. So organizations are now asking themselves, did we consider the relative security requirements? Did we consider the relative privacy requirements? Did we do the necessary due diligence on the cloud service provider? Did we architect our solutions to meet our compliance burdens? So the rapid adoption has actually created quite significant uncertainty in many organizations around the risks. And what we're seeing organizations now do is actually recognize that now is the time as business seeks to return to that return to normal, whatever that may be post the COVID pandemic, that they need to resolve these unknowns. They need to address those previous risks which would have been addressed prior to a move to the cloud before things go bang, before things go wrong, and before the risks materialize into breaches and potentially lawsuits as organizations are impacted by the risks that they undertook for operational reasons in 2020. I remember last year I was on a podcast talking about cybersecurity in the cloud and my the guest I had on, I mentioned BOYD, and he goes, that's gone now, it's BOYN, because when you're at home bringing your network to to bear and that network wouldn't that wouldn't stand scrutiny if it was not workplace and the modem you're given wouldn't be wouldn't be this one you'd use in the work because it's not secure enough yeah the, the whole issue of networking actually is one that has been evolving for almost a generation i, re, I remember some of the work that was conducted by the jericho forum uh, at the turn of the millennium which said the, you know, the concept of a perimeter is dead yeah. for many organizations and, and, and many you know, very highly regulated uh, organizations such as the banking or the insurance sector or pharmaceuticals well like no that, that that will never happen but arguably it has you know and you know, thank goodness it has because you know what would have happened last year as everyone had to work from home, if they hadn't been able to use their own home network to be able to access corporate systems. So whilst bring your own device, bring your own network has become a necessary way of working, to me that shows what is actually good about the cybersecurity profession. Done properly, cybersecurity shouldn't be about inhibiting business from progress. It should actually be about enabling through proportional and pragmatic business decisions, businesses to operate in a new environment. And I think for me, you know, the, the benefits of bring your own network has actually been that organizations survived 2020 where otherwise they wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. Yeah, I look at the fact right now, I'm at home and I've got half a gig broadband speed. Now I live alone, so to me half a gig is, 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 a, is a great speed. I don't really need it, but I've got it. And I'm sure as you work from home, the, the greatest speeds you've got now are speeds you couldn't deal with 10 years ago. In fact, you've got that. I mean, work from home is a lot easier. 
like, yeah, and you know, like like you, I've I've also got half a gig coming into the house, but unfortunately, my kids like to uh, you know spend the time using stealing that bandwidth for the Xbox or the PlayStation. So, luckily, I you know I know what I'm doing, and I'm able to create a separate channel for that. But it, it does create you know an advantage. You know, we have more computing power today than it was ever imaginable. 10 years ago, you know, 20 years ago. And there's the, the infamous quote from the late, late 70s from, from, from Bill Gates and others who said, well, you know, there will only be five supercomputers in, in, you know, in the world. You know, there's never a need for computers with anything more than 64 megabytes of, of, of RAM in your memory. Yeah. Well, you know, the average smartphone today is more powerful than the, the largest supercomputer in the 80s yeah and now instead of it fitting in a building it fits in your pocket so you know we have to applaud progress and recognize without it we wouldn't be where we are today as a society I remember back in the 80s my computer first one had AK memory big 20 I'm looking at that, and then we got the super pre computers that had a lot more and now I'm looking at, uh, at my latest iPhone 12 which is more memory than super cray back then and my big 20 Yes, I, and you know that—that's to my point that we have to applaud t- technological advancement. And, and for me, why there's a, a need for the cybersecurity profession to shift. Unfortunately, too many cybersecurity professionals start with the answers. No, now what's the question? Yeah. And we need to recognize that if we, as a profession, continue down that pathway, many of us will become irrelevant. Uh, as business influencers to our organizations. If we accept and embrace progress, if we look at areas such as 5G, IoT, cloud, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and we recognize that we can control the security risks, we can minimize the impact to businesses. And almost going back to Adam Smith and the Wealth of Nations and some of the first laws of economics, we recognize that businesses can only make profit by taking managed risk. Yeah. Well, that actually sets a stall for the modern cybersecurity professional. If they knowingly take a risk but manage it, they will be seen as enabling business rather than inhibiting business and actually change their perception within organizations where they'll be able to be seen and recognized as being supportive. Do that, and I think that's where really business and the cybersecurity profession will really advance together to ensure that businesses remain compliant as they progress with what is an inevitable cloud adoption. Yeah, because I'm thinking of things like GDPR, for example. I've got to make sure where that's stored properly. And now you're working from a home environment, if you add in stuff like a VPN to make sure data is only accessed through a secure VPN and source somewhere else, then you're more or less guaranteeing basically that that what they're doing is safe and also in a secure environment. You are, but it also places some limitations um, to the organization. So the VPN is a great way of providing confidence and assurance to the user. But if it's a VPN that's still controlling the data, so it's still one massive data lake, there's an absence of data architecture, the fundamental risk probably still exists around the breaches. 
So VPNs and, and other security solutions, they're not a silver bullet, and there is no silver bullet to good cybersecurity hygiene. What we need is a blend of three different you know, perspectives. We need to train our people so that they're aware of what cyber risks are and why good cyber hygiene is necessary. We need to look at process. We need to say, well, do we need people accessing that data? Why do they need to be able to do it? Why, why is all the data stored in one place? Or can we synthesize it so that it, it's partitioned? And then the last piece in the jigsaw is looking at technology. If we rely solely on technology and forget the people and process side of it, then the technology itself can only go so far. And this is really where businesses have to embrace that, that triad of people, process and technology as they look to progress their cybersecurity programs, especially in the cloud. Yeah, because I think for me the VPN is, is only part of the solution. You can't run that alone. And what you're saying is exactly right. If you can train your staff to know the VPN works to a certain extent, but don't just rely on that alone. Japan, just like basically right now with the with COVID, people are assuming if once you get the vaccine, it's all over, it's finished. It's not. Because still got to practice safe hygiene and practice uh, make sure that what we do is still relevant to the current pandemic. And with with this VPN is only part of it. As long as you can make sure that the staff are, are trained enough how to use properly and, and tell them not the only silver bullet. It's part of what we're part of our overall plan, but if they're not used properly, amongst other things as well, then it's a good thing to have. It, it is, and you know, it really hones in on you know one of the the other key areas. And I mentioned earlier in this podcast how many businesses uh, are looking at planning their return to work, and obviously in the UK we're at, we're ahead of some other countries um, you know, in that respect. But many organizations are still actually considering what is the future of work? Will it be fully remote? Will it be hybrid? Or will we move ever back to a full return to office? Well, I think you know, for me, uh, many organizations are recognizing the well-being and, and the staff welfare benefits of you know, a blended environment. So I, I, I think where most organizations will end up will be that hybrid working environment. And, and the core to that hybrid working is going to be educating the average employee, the average user, that the, the process side is going to be different. The technology perspectives is going to be different. If you're in the office, you probably do have that natural layer of protection yeah. that doesn't exist if you're working from home. If you're working from home, there's some natural natural risks that will evolve because you're not in the office. So you have to start with the user. You have to start with education. You have to start with training to enshrine an understanding within that hybrid workforce that they understand what the risks are and how to protect themselves and the organization against those risks. Yeah, because I'm thinking long term, I can see a scenario where you're not being worked twice a week and maybe twice a month, and you're going to have a desk you share with somebody else because you're not always going to be there. And you, they have to make sure that when they're doing this, the company has to make sure that whatever they do, 
work from home or working from the office, they're going to have the same secure environment. And this is where actually cloud, in my mind, really comes into its own. Because the, the elasticity of cloud creates that always-on compute environment. And therefore, to an extent, it doesn't matter if you're in work, an office, if you're in a coffee shop, if you're in an airport lounge, or if you're working from home. The key is how you authorize the access to the data. Yeah. Are, are you an authorized person with authorized access to authorized data? And th those are the system checks that need to be created. And because of that, and, and we touched on earlier the, you know, the concept of bring your own network, this actually harks back to what the Jericho Forum talked about in the late 1990s is, you know, will an organization by 2020 need to have a corporate network? And I think the answer is fast becoming no. With the advent of 5G, with the advent of ever on communications and the ability to tether through iPhones or other smartphone capability or with, you know, high-speed broadband, you know, for, for people at home, does there need to be the world of traditional MPLS? In my perspective, those are costs which could well be challenged, you know, going forward as unnecessary for businesses. And the trade-off is, well, if they can get rid of some of those really high-level costs, can they then repurpose some of that investment back into the necessary security layers to minimize the risk of that hybrid working environment. To me, you talked about 4 and 5G. I remember about a few months ago, my broadband went down for like two or three hours and I was going to do podcasts. I used my, I tethered my phone and used 4G and it worked just as well. And you're going to find scenarios where when you were working up with years ago, if your broadband went down, what, what could you place it with? It was harder to tether in your phone, whereas nowadays at home, you can do that. Yeah, I, and this is where technology continues to advance. You know, not only are we talking about 5G, I've been on some workshops recently where we're already starting to talk about 6G. Yeah. And you know, the pace of technological advancement is the one, abs you know, one new absolute in life. People always talk about the certainties of life being death and taxes. I think the, the third one we can always add to that now is the pace of technology advancement. And you know, as security professionals, we used to be afraid of technology advancement. Indeed, some security professionals still are afraid of technology advancement. And the key for me is that you have to embrace it. If you yeah. don't embrace it, you get left behind. Because I know right now in China at the moment, they're preparing for 6G already. And that's scary. Yes. Considering we just finally adopted 5G. Yeah, I, and, and this is where you know, we have to ensure that we, we're not myopic to local environments and local operating constraints. The world is truly global in its technological design and desire to operate. And if we're only looking at the world of 4G, the, you know, the evolving world of 5G, and not looking past that to quantum computing, to 6G, to the true Internet of Things, yeah. then we only set ourselves up for shortcomings in our business opportunities moving forward. I'm thinking 20 years' time, we'll be looking back at this conversation thinking, 5G, 6G, we're now on 9 or 10G. 
Yes. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it, it's scary. Yeah. But it's an opportunity. And I think, you know, this is where, you know, much like some of the, the conversations that are ongoing at the moment around football, that, you know, organisations need to recognise, and the cybersecurity professionals need to recognise we are stewards. We're stu- you know, our role is stewardship of today to help our organisations and our profession sustain themselves for the future of tomorrow. And it, you know, we should look at that in its widest concept of society and recognise we're not in control of what society is changing. Yeah. But we can play a part in the stewardship of society to ensure the safety, the security and the risk minimisation for businesses and individuals going forward. So in a way, in a sense, we could say we're the guardians of technology. We're making sure that it's been used good and properly, not, not, not going to be misused. Yeah, the guardians of the galaxy would be a good phrase. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.